have to, I have to, I have to read while I do this. The podcast which you are about to hear oh is God. an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother. I don't think we can say that, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were Isn't young. It? But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals. Annals. <laughs> I had to keep myself from saying annals. Annals. Of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Isn't her brother just like an asshole in a wheelchair? Yeah, kind of. He kind of sucks. <laughs> like, Dude, Franklin kind of sucks, me, and to, it feels like I'm not allowed to say that. No, because to me, it, like, maybe it's because of the timing-wise, they're like, oh, that's invalid. Like, my, my understanding of that would be, like, he's a vegetable, or, like, he is comatose. No, he's, he's, he's in a wheelchair. That's what, my point and is, you I, can be in a wheelchair, and you don't have to count him down I, and out. There, there's, there's reason to argue he might be mentally disabled. Okay. Not in, like, a incapacitating way. The actor's not, right? I don't think so. I, don't, I think he's just I a feel guy. Like, I feel like Jacob Wysocki could have played that role. <laughs> is all I'm saying. But should he have? I don't know. You'll tell me, I guess. No, he worked at a den feeder. Cool. Oh, God. Oh. I told you. Intermittently. I didn't think she would yell. I thought she would paw. And then for 10 years, he worked as a regional sales manager for Zenith Ele- Electronics Corporation. Yeah, something tells me that this movie didn't like shout launch. Out to, shout out to Paul. Didn't launch anyone's careers. No one's careers. Yeah. Everyone was an unknown. That's what didn't anyone's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just pa- not just no. Paul A. Partey. No one's. <laughs> I mean, I think Marilyn, Marilyn Burns had a career after this, but I think that was mostly... Is she Sally? Yes. And like, she's the only good actor in it, but also she's like, you know, I, I think most of her stuff is being like, look, it's the girl from Texas Chainsaw. Like, it's it's not her as an actor. It's her as her like... like a, cameos. Yeah. I mean, she... She's stan it. She... <laughs> She was in Brewster McCloud. Was she in the sequels? She had a cameo. When the sequels just went completely off the fucking rails. She had cameos in two of them. Not as Sally. Just oh, as. The girl from Texas Chainsaw. Just, just as like ladies. She was in a television miniseries called Helter Skelter. Oh. So. I've yet to see a piece of media about the Manson murders that I like. Yeah. So I guess I could see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I don't know... I don't think you'd like it because Quentin Tarantino's whole thing is revisionist history. Well, yeah, that's the whole, yeah, that's what I think that's the, I might like it as a movie, but like, I wouldn't be like, this is a good piece of Manson media. I don't think, I mean, it's also not what it's trying to it's be. It's not, no, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I haven't seen anything I would like. I think I would like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I wouldn't like it because of its Manson related quality. I also I mainly, don't think you would like it. <laughs> it has Margot like, Robbie in it. I feel like you're making it for five minutes. I might like She's. So barely in it. I might like Quentin Tarantino's You work. might. I might. He feels like that'd be the- If just... I told you Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was three and a half hours. Uh, I mean, I've seen three and a half hours of a movie. And you hate it. It'd be really out of left field if all of a sudden that was a big Tarantino head, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, how wild would that be? Honestly, not as wild as other things. I mean, yeah. It's not like I'm like, oh, I love Michael Bay. <laughs> Explosions guy. I know, but what is that? Like, isn't he like the common man's director? No, Tarantino's kind of the common man's director. I would put Tarantino slightly above him. <laughs> like, Tarantino's directed classics, hasn't he? <sighs> what classic has Michael Bay directed? I'm not saying... I mean, look. Quentin Tarantino is the director that college boys say they like because they think it makes them edgy. 
Therefore, he has, in a way, become the common man's director because life is a circle. And as soon as something becomes so, like, popular to be edgy, it just becomes the mainstream. College boys say they like a lot of things that they don't actually like. I had sex in front of a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood poster. What? Is Margot Robbie on it? Maybe. Still. (laughs) She's still on it. I don't know. (laughs) Um... I wouldn't, I wasn't paying attention right, but when to you, it. When you give that example, that's educated guys who are kind of like in, <laughs> ed, ed, well, well, you know, educated guys in like a film. Well, yeah. And that's why it was a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood poster, not a Pulp Fiction poster. For a guy in high school, it's a Pulp Fiction poster. Sure. Um, Which but, is still Tarantino. Yeah. For your information. Michael Bay has not come up. Michael Bay is for like people who, like, I'm talking about like the common man, like not college educated, not going into film, like me. Yeah, and his movies make a shit ton of money. But a guy. Yeah, that's what I mean, because he's a common man's director. Say I'm right. <laughs> I don't want to. Who do you think he, he, who does he direct for, other than money? I don't think you can call what Michael Bay does directing. <laughs> uh, does he, has he done any of the Fasts? No. He does all the Transformers. He did, like, all the Transformers. Fast and Furious is a similar vein, right? I think that people don't go that go see that because they're like, ooh, I like this movie. Has he done literally all of them? I think so. I don't think anyone lets anyway. I don't think he lets anyone. Oh else no, 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 no. He's sorry. He he he's now a producer on the Transformers, but he doesn't direct. Oh, them. he did all the Shia ones. Yeah, sure. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh my God, he died. Unfortunately, you you kind of tied this into the episode because he co-owns the production company that made the Massacre remake. Hell yeah. He he didn't direct the Massacre remake, but he produced it. He half owned it. He he is the reason why it was made. Oh, of course. He made Ambulance. It is morning time that we're recording this. We're doing... This is our first This is our first round of a morning podcast. We both have coffee. This isn't our first one. First coffee one? No, it's not. When did we do this? I don't know. I know we've done it at least once before. However, I had, the, I had to take my little spoon out of my cup, and I don't recall that memory previously. And I always have a little spoon in my cup when I drink coffee, so... I don't know. Uh, All of our spoons are always slightly covered in coffee. We're doing a morning, little morning talk show style podcast about something disgusting. This is this is what you want to talk about at nine in the morning. This will be a gross, just like politely, so everyone knows. Delaney, you're stuck here. You don't have a choice, but politely, so everyone knows. If you're like squeamish, this might not be the one for you. I thought you said he only killed like two people. That he only killed two people. He did a lot of other stuff. <laughs> stuff though. Uh, now, luckily, this is a visual podcast, as Delaney says. Uh, so none of you will see the images that I probably will show Delaney. Uh, I like don't want to traumatize you, so maybe I won't. Oh, no, you can. You know I can't. Like, gore doesn't really affect me. I'll be like, oh, that's gross, but I'm not going to have nightmares about it. I also it. don't think like real-life gore and fake gore look that different. At what point is it just like... No, yeah, I mean, look, my parents are physicians. Yeah. I- I've... Body horror has never really affected me similar with like dead bodies in movies like they're pretty accurate well i mean i guess it depends what you're looking at but like well at that point that's just a body yeah it's just a guy lying down yeah exactly <laughs> what's your point like it looks pretty much like that like, like a guy lying down yeah probably well, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't it feel like a dead body should why is she donnie darko <laughs> you you're making a lot of donnie darko references and i don't think you know that much about donnie darko, donnie darko uh he dies at the end the bunny is a thing that he's seeing Okay, so when so when Fefu is over there standing, and it's you say, her, "Why is she being her, Donnie Darko?" <laughs> I said, "She's Donnie Darkoing." It's because her ears are high up like a bunny. <laughs> what do you mean? And she, she is in fact a cat, and she looks ominous. Her mouth just slightly agape. <laughs> it's like the it's like I say Blair Witching all the time. That's such a small part of Blair Witch. 
but it's so funny. Oh my god, she's Donnie Darkling. <laughs> she vomited. Ugh, <laughs> uh, god. Is that why you were just sitting there? Oh, she's walking away now. She was just sitting there because she went, that's my vomit spot. You're not going in there. You just meowed to get let out. Anyway, I'm just going to ignore her. You're lucky. You're just going to leave it there? Oh, do you, should I get up and clean it Please? now? Please? Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> I didn't know the protocol. Are you sure? She vomits so often. No, we're recording. No, yes. That is the first time where she's vomited while we're recording as far as we know. Yeah. Ugh. That's not gore. No, do not make music with <laughs> wiping up the vomit. This is my thing, is I was like, you're just gonna have a bunch of sounds of cleaning things you have to cut out now. Oh yeah, and that's so different from the time where you cooked an entire pizza during the recording. <laughs> I realized that um, last episode- I'm just sobbing. Last episode fully didn't introduce the podcast. <laughs> Oh, uh, welcome to Stop You Ruining It. This is a podcast about about movies. Uh, I'm Delaney, and I like movies. I'm Natalie, and I do not. She does not. I did the thing again where I started drinking as you were speaking. I, at this point, I it feels went, purposeful. I went well. I, again, my brain goes, "Oh, Delaney's talking," <laughs> and you're like, "This will take a bit." <laughs> I'm like, I can, "I can drink," and then I forget that there's so little of our intro that before I have to come in. Did you know that there was another serial killer that inspired this movie? Really, Elmer Wayne Henley. I guess what because it's a farm. I don't know. It was in Texas. Yeah. She, she basically, Kim Hankel, who's like the co-writer of this, went, I know. <laughs> Stop yelling. It wasn't Stop just- it. <laughs> she went, those of you making a podcast. Please just end the episode. I know. <laughs> uh, this is 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, Can you do your best chainsaw noise? it's not bad i'm good at sound effects i can't do it i one time when i was trying to fit when i was playing uh rosie and bye bye birdie which i shouldn't have been doing you're um, still something i'm still something you're not you're not what she is and it was half it was it was double cast with another white role and it was a white girl so you know (laughs) i only got to do two of the four shows which was bullshit i was trying to figure out how to roll my r's and i can't i can't do it but so funny my brother had said, like, try making a chainsaw noise. And I did it flawlessly, and then I couldn't do it again, ever again. See, that... It was just to get your tongue to do the thing. I can't do that either. <laughs> so here's the funny thing about this movie, is I actually don't think it has... People are like, oh, it's like, you know, when when people are asked, oh, you know, Mount Rushmore of Horror, they're like, oh, Leatherface is probably up there. I don't think this movie gave much... Like, it, it gave a lot to the culture, whatever. Sure. But I think it's less Leatherface as a villain and more just chainsaw as a weapon. Yeah. I, I I genuinely, like when people think of horror movies, they don't think of, oh, Leatherface carrying a chainsaw. They just think guy with a chainsaw. Well, it's in the name. Yeah. And like the the, the classic example. Surprisingly little chainsaw, I feel like. like yeah, actually he still has some. Massacring. Well, so that's another fun thing about this movie is um because the chainsaw was real. So the, okay. So there's no deaths by chainsaw because they would have to be literally dead. They this movie was made for. It was directed by Toby Hooper in 1974. This was produced for hundred and forty thousand dollars, which adjusted for inflation is eight hundred thousand dollars. Still less than a million dollars. That's still too much money. It feels like than how it looks. That's. I mean, yeah, but how um, much does it cost to like? If I were like, oh, let's make a movie. What would be the base cost just to get set up? I mean, you can make a movie with your iPhone. Okay. How good do you want the movie to be? This good. 
Probably around $800,000. Really? For just like the cameras? Well, yeah. And then you have to rent locations. You have to pay your actors. Um, Please don't have unpaid labor. Well, no, I'm sorry. Ideally, you're paying your crew. I'm saying sans sans actors, sans location. Let's say it was like just me in this house. What do I need? I I need some form of crew. What bare minimum crew? This is a test. No, I'm not. I mean, you could probably, you could probably do it for, I mean, college students make short films all the time. Yeah. For, you know, a couple thousand. How much was Buddy Loves You? Well, that's also, I mean, yeah, the guy did it all himself, but he also had to... Benny Loves You, sorry. Yeah, how fucking... You made me type in the... Google thinks I'm stupid now. It always did. Me and Google have been talking about you. I just code little ones and zeros into the Google engine to make fun of you. Is there not a budget? Or was it $300 million? This says it was about 70,000 estimated. Okay. And that was a guy doing everything himself. Right. And mainly, mainly my question is, how much is it to rent a camera? <laughs> I'll be honest. That's my question. <laughs> well, it would have been a lot more expensive in 1974 because we didn't all have a camera in our pockets. Sure. But still, the fact that this was made for $800,000 is crazy with yeah. the amount of stuff it has in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it was so cheap. A lot of set design, a lot of... Well, and also, like, that probably includes, you know... Editing, apparently the budget um, doubled during editing. Go the original that. the original budget was about 330000 and then... More um, than doubled. And then... So sources differ on the film's final cost, offering figures between 93000 511000 adju- inflation adjusted, and 300000 about a million inflation adjusted. God, inflation's wild. <laughs> inflation's so crazy. This was the 70s? This is 74. And I'm sorry, can you read those first two numbers again? Uh, 93,000. Yes. 511,000. That's over five times. (laughs) That is five, over 500% inflation. 60,000 in 1974 is 330,000 now. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. But also they kind of got fucked over with their distribution company who basically, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into how distribution works. It's kind of crazy. But basically when you make a movie and it starts making money, there's like a chain of command where the money goes right. to. And so it has to like make a certain amount of money to pay off everything. this whole thing until it gets to like, you know, extra money for people. Right. And apparently their distribution kind of fucked them over. And so there was only this movie made like $30 million in 1974. That was, it was. So that's, that's over $150 million. <laughs> it, made, it, it made black Adam level Inflationary, money. Inflationary. That made all the money. But like it made a lot of money compared to its budget. The housing crisis was caused by this movie. So it turned a lot of profit, like kind of an insane amount that's of profit. That's a 30X profit. And the, the like, actors and crew saw none of it. Like the distribution just fucked them up so much that um, there were only $8,000 left to div to divvy up among the entire crew in the cast. That's only $40,000. 45. <laughs> I don't know. Wikipedia might have... Um... Well, no, that's the other thing that's weird about inflation is that it's not like one to five. Yeah. Like it, it's for some reason, some amounts of money, it's like just slightly different. But then in 1983, New Line Cinema took over the rights and so was able to actually like compensate the people who worked and on it. And by then the dollar was worthless. And, then, but, and by then we were on Russian, <laughs> Russian dime. Ah. No, the, the 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 making of this movie is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't have like this is a movie that was able to be made because it's similar to um, Amityville, where they were like, we need people to be running from a chainsaw. Yeah, so they just got a chainsaw. Yeah, um, we need a guy in a house full of flies. We'll just fill. <laughs> we'll put flies in this room. Like to the point where like filming this movie, what and like look if you don't know the plot of Texas Chainsaw, it's a bunch of people. Yep, they drive to a house. They're like, I think my grandpa lived here once. Five people? 
You yes. said it at the beginning, and I literally am still guessing. Oh, sorry. Do you want me to do the monologue again? Not at the all. The film you were about to see is an account of the... Yes, five. So it's Sally, Franklin, Kirk, Pam, and Jerry. So two, two of them are dating. One's her brother. Is she dating one of the others? I think Kirk and Pam are dating. Pretty sure it's two couples and the girl's brother. Yeah. And then, you know, Leatherface, who's just doing his duty and protecting his house, kills them all except for Sally. Yeah. That's the plot. We're not going to go plot point by plot point because everything else about this movie is more interesting. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Everything is more interesting than the actual plot. Yeah. I do like this movie. It's kind of boring to watch. I could see it. which Which is like a fun little, you know... It feels Conundrum. like there should be more deaths than just five. So four. that's so that's the fun thing. Does Leatherface die? No, no. And remember, because he's he's going. And she's in the back of the car just screaming. Um, the hitchhiker dies. Okay, so five. The yeah. hitchhiker took Sally's fate. I mean, <laughs> its final destination. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sally gave birth to a baby, and the whole process started over. <laughs> but that's the crazy thing is, Toby Hooper. I don't know what's up with him. He's. I, he he's he's kind of crazy. He was hoping to get a PG rating because he's like, there's simply no blood. There's the word massacre, <laughs> in there, right? Doesn't that feel like it's kind he of was, you're done? He was hoping to get a PG rating because technically, all the kills happen off screen. Like there's no like blood and guts or whatever. Chainsaw alone, you'd be like questioning, but you have the word massacre in your title, and you think you're gonna get a PG rating and the MPAA because PG thirteen did not exist at this point. Yeah. Uh, so the MPAA said, no, you're getting an X. And so then he had to make a few edits, and then they finally gave it an R. <laughs> yeah, because I looked at it, they went, I'm sorry, Chainsaw and Massacre? <laughs> and Texas? It's in Texas? That's awful. But. Gross. Um, the, the thing I said at the beginning is how the movie opens. Um, just read by John Larroquette. I've seen him on Broadway. Oh. But he's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a big actor. Got paid to do this opening monologue with weed. His payment was marijuana. Yeah. And that's baller. I mean... I'm really happy for him. We are recording this on 421. But, like, the whole thing was, oh, like... blazed it yesterday. I was know, at work for we eight it. hours. And, and then I a, was making a cake. And had a two-hour-long capstone And meeting. I was making a cake. And then I immediately fell asleep. We should have blows it. I, my meeting ended at 8.30, and by 9 p.m., I think I was asleep. Yeah, you full-on conked. <laughs> You came out and started filling your water, your nighttime water bottle. And I was like, you want to record? And I knew the answer was going to be no, because you were filling your nighttime water. Once you start filling that water bottle, the night's over. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I'm not going to lie, yeah. You fill the water bottle, you set the alarm, and you go to bed. It's uh, every time the same, the same situation. Sometimes you set the alarm. Sometimes. Sometimes I keep it open just so you have something to do. Sometimes I'll just go and hit it, and it'll reset. Even, and it just says it again. <laughs> double set. But the whole like, conceit of this open thing was to be like, oh... We are labeling it. It wasn't like a Blair Witch thing. Like, they didn't market it as a true story. Right. But the conceit of the movie is that it's a true story. Inspired by true events. Um, it's not found footage. No. And so that was Hooper's thing where he was like, his intentional misinformation that the film you are about to see is true was a response to being lied to by the government <laughs> about things that were going on all over the world, including Watergate, the 1973 oil crisis, and the massacres and atrocities in the Vietnam War. He really had like a, a big cultural and political oh, I influence can, on I this. I can feel it in the movie. You can tell there's a real nuanced political <laughs> view in there Texas is. Chainsaw Massacre. There is if you, like, just like baseline watching it, there's not... That's what I mean about, like, if you reach it about this movie, it becomes really interesting. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I really like the cinematography, and I like the look of it, especially compared to, like, Halloween came out four years after this. Okay. And so, like, to compare it to Halloween is really cool. This is credited with, like, 
creating the slasher genre, although Black Christmas had come out two years before it. I know. People just don't like Black Christmas, man. I'm sorry. I want a remake of it. I want Dude, there's been it. two. A good one. There's been two. That's too many. A good one. That's more remakes than most of these get. A good one. I know. But if we haven't had a good one yet. And are, are there, is Slumber Party Massacre already getting a remake? Or did it recently have a remake? It recently had a 2021 remake. Oh, I recognize zero of I these production be, companies. I want to be in one of them. I want to be in either a Black Christmas remake or a Slumber Party Massacre remake. Oh, it was uh, released on the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> okay, so so big budget Slumber Party Massacre is not off the table. There's never been a big budget Slumber Party Massacre. I think the first one was... So it's not off the table. Negative money. Not off the table. Not off the table. Fine. Yay. Do you just want to be... Do I have to write it? No, I'll help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so hear me out it's a slumber party <laughs> get a bunch of girls is throughout a slumber the party i fucking hate that drill they're gonna be massacred oh my god and then we get a pg rating yeah we're the first movie with massacre in the title to get a pg rating <laughs> yes <laughs> no this feels like with texas chainsaw it is a sweet spot i can i, I can imagine the situation where you would watch this movie and hate it mm. and it is it's not the first horror movie you've ever seen you're not 14 right but you aren't into horror. Right. I can see this being a shit movie. I'm not positive you would fully like this movie. Yeah. I think it would read for you the same way Amityville read. Where you're, yeah. I really like the camera work. But no, but yeah, if you know about film, you know about its place in the kind of sphere and you know about uh, like the message behind it, it's more interesting. And it's short and sweet. It's an hour and a half. I was able to watch it at work. (laughs) And I'm sure it feels scandalous if it's the first horror movie you watch. People fucking ripped this apart when it came out i sure. I, I i fell down a rabbit hole yesterday of there's a website that had um just like a bunch of reviews people were just they were like this is killing american children <laughs> which again is crazy there's no outright blood and gore american children have been killed by so many different hypothetical things throughout so the many ages. guns and, <laughs> and we have zero leather faces we have i have we have yeah i don't <laughs> Guns don't kill people. Movies kill people. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the filming of this movie was crazy. I'm just going to read off some things. Okay. So let's, let's talk about Grandpa. Okay. He's the best at killing. Yes. Objectively. Objectively. Um, his actor was, what, 21? <laughs> yes, I remember this. Um, and they... <laughs> I read this yesterday and started gagging. The idea of being in that room... Is so disgusting. To I, I I started gagging yesterday because to make a mold of his face to make the makeup, they used the stuff that they use um, when they're making your retainer, that dental mold stuff, which is mo- like <laughs> it's not I, that bad. I hate that. Did shit. you get to flavor it? Did he get to flavor? Did it? you get to flavor it? Probably. I still hated it. We got to flavor it, oh. so I was like, "This is fun." Uh, no, I. I you don't like the it. feeling, the suction. I, I hated everything about it. Everything about getting teeth molds done is like my least favorite experience. I never really minded it. I don't like. I don't know. Like it also like my mouth being full. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't love. Okay, so like this is fast. This is not the thing I thought would make you gag about this scene. Oh no, the room full of bones is fine. <laughs> And hot raw meat. Well, hold on, hold on. We're, we're getting there. I have my list of facts. I'm not surprised that people didn't have careers take off after this because I would leave acting forever. It was so that that that's the other thing is um it was 100 degrees every day. They filmed it in Texas in the like height of summer. Um, and you're you're not from the south. You're from you're from the northeast. I'm a Yankee. You're a Yank. Continue. Anyway, 
It's 100 degrees, sometimes 110 degrees. Oh, there's the tiny spoon. Um, I'm being very delicate, so I don't make noise. I cannot express how we will run out of spoons before we run out of forks. Because Natalie has to use a spoon every time she makes a cup of coffee. It is unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's not judgment. It's, it's, it's more acknowledgement of our situation. Anyway, it's 110 degrees. Texas heat is the worst heat. Because it's dry. It's somehow both. I've been both times I've been in Texas. It's been awful. Like I, my dad's from Texas. <laughs> my dad grew up in San Antonio. It is just unbearable. I think it, it is more humid than like New Mexico. Um, but it's it well, is, New Mexico like drains the fucking. It just takes all of the water out of your body. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're SpongeBob. In you that are one simply episode. SpongeBob. So it's incredibly hot. They couldn't wash Gunnar Hansen's costume. Gunnar Hansen plays Leatherface. Why not? Because uh, they were scared they would get like ruined. Because, and so. Um, not like part of the fun? Or like the mask they mean they couldn't wash? Both. They were worried that the laundry service might lose it or that it would change color. And they didn't have enough money for a second costume. Uh, so he wore that mask in that costume 12 to 16 hours a day, seven days a week for a month in 110 degree heat. Toby Hooper has said that after filming of this movie, everyone hated him and nobody spoke to him for a few years. That feels fair. <laughs> um, they used real blood sometimes. Um, there's one scene where the, um, <laughs> they couldn't get stage blood to come out of the tube. So they just cut Marilyn Burns' finger. What? <laughs> and had to, like, her finger actually bleed. So here's the thing. We, there's, there's modern day slavery, you know, like, that, that's a thing that we have. Uh, and there's, uh, there's a, the underground slave trade going on in America all the time. Where's this going? You um, think acting is the underground slave on, trade? No, I think it's the overground slave trade. I think that on the surface, the most visibly easy way to get slaves is to hire actors. <laughs> they will work for pennies and they will work their fucking dicks off. In that, in that final scene, Marilyn Burns' costume was so covered in stage blood that it was solid. Like you, you could, you could knock on it and it would echo. <laughs> That's kind of fun. That was kind of fun. Um, and as I, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, the scene in which Leatherface, because Kirk is the main chainsaw kill, where we just see him doing this and then Pam is screaming in the background. Yeah. Um, it was a real chainsaw. Uh, William Vale, who played Kirk, was told to stay still, lest he really be killed. And uh, Gunnar Hansen brought the running chainsaw with him three inches of his face. You can take the chain off. <laughs> also, a real hammer was used for the climactic scene at the end. Oh. Um, and the actor playing grandpa had to aim for the floor instead of the victim's head. And yet it was still like dangerous because he could just miss. Because again, that's a 20 year old guy in like 50 pounds of dental mold. I don't, I don't like, I don't like the chainsaw being so close to your face. I know. Did they not know you could take the chain off? Cause I don't what, think Toby Hooper, well, cause then, but then it would look like the chain was off. That's what they do at, um, like horror ma- mazes. Yeah. But uh, Toby Hooper was going for real. <laughs> believability i guess it worked yeah however looks, that's the crazy thing and honestly talk about ed gein whenever you want i can yeah. just i can just keep going um but that's the thing about this movie is because i watched it on peacock <laughs> i watched this on, i watched it on peacock streaming <laughs> i watch this on peacock streaming you can get your free trial now um this is on peacock nbc's only streaming service. where you can also see the extended cut of megan it's like really high quality because it's Peacock. And so like they uploaded in HD. This movie was not meant to be seen in HD and yet it doesn't 
because everything's real, it doesn't look worse. <laughs> like it's kind of more ominous in HD. Like at one point it zooms in on Leatherface's face and you can just like, whatever fake teeth he has in, don't look fake. Like he's like, oh, don't do that. You look like a horse. Thank you. You're welcome. This movie was not made to be seen in 1080p. <laughs> it was not made to be seen. <laughs> This movie was made to be seen in five pixels, I think, yeah, not ten. By five people, it, it is. It is impressive. It being an HD doesn't reveal any scenes. Yeah, you know. So I picked this movie. Yes, because you did. I wanted to talk about Ed Gein. Yeah, um, which I'm curious if some of your stuff will be colored by hearing the like full story. What do you mean, my stuff? Like some of your facts? Maybe mm. you'll be like, oh. I mean, again, I, I, I like I said. Kim Hankel was like, look, yes, I studied Ed Keen. That is not the only thing. It's the only thing. Here's, here's what I... I think, and obviously you will elaborate more, compared to other movies that say they're inspired by Ed Keen, this one feels at least a little bit more this inspired one, by Ed this Keen. This one has a little more. I'll give, it to, I'll give that to them. You know what? It's funny that you said that. I guess we should just go right into my minigame. Fuck. Okay. Uh... Welcome to this little sequel of Inspired by True Events. This is, <laughs> is this Ed Gein edition? It's inspired by true uh, serial killers. So I have a list of movies. Um, the issue is whether or not you've heard of them. I think I picked well-known movies. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, so when I say it, you can just say if you've heard it or not. So I'm going to tell you. Okay. Uh, and you just got to tell me what serial killer you think it's based off of. If you've heard of the movie, that's helpful. If you haven't, you can ask me for like a... a, a now, I'm I'm more concerned. Do I know the serial killers? <laughs> Who knows? Probably not. It's just for fun. Uh, let's go for uh, Scream. Based so on so a I, real serial killer. Okay, so these all are, are all, based. All are real. Serial okay, so killers. I'm not determining whether or not it is. No. Okay. Um. Oh. No, it's not. Sorry. Because Columbine happened between the second and it's third not Columbine. one. It's not Columbine. <laughs> I went, oh, this is about to get dark. Which technically is a mass killing and not a serial Shut killer. up. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shut up. Do I know the serial killer? Probably not. I don't know. Um, obviously, this is Craig the Knife Guy. Oh my God. How do you know? Look, he's, my, he's a good old buddy of mine. Uh, this is on, based on the Gainesville Ripper. Gainesville, Georgia? No, Louisiana. There's so many Gainesvilles, damn it. Uh, Danny Rowling, who over the course of uh, four days in 1990, murdered five Florida students. It was Damn, a really rough for Florida. time to go to school in Florida. Because that's Every, also where Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. Because he was UCF, and this is UF. Yeah, this was not a good time to go I have to a friend who, who went to UCF. She wasn't in Cuyamega, but like she yeah. like knows the building. My grandmother, I'm pretty sure, knew someone Oof. who either knew him or was murdered by him. Because he grew up in Philadelphia. Bundy or this guy? Bundy. Okay. Of course he did. And she was in the age. Did he grew up in Bucks County. I uh, know. I mean, no. And he was in the age of. Um, she was. She was the age of murder victim of Ted Bundy when Ted Bundy was murdering people. Right. Did she have a long dark hair parted down the middle? No. She okay. Blonde. Okay. So that's why she's still alive. Yeah. Of course. The Clove Hitch Killer. That's the movie. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> you want a synopsis? The Clove it. Clove Hitch. Clove Hitch Killer. Was this direct to DVD? No. Are you sure? Is it based on the Clovich killer? No. Is it a documentary? It has Charlie Plummer in it. That's an actor, right? Charlie Plummer? Yeah. Are you thinking of Christopher Plummer from The Sound yeah, of Music? Yeah, I am. I am. Of course I am. Dylan McDermott? Can you give me a synopsis? 
basically it's the story of a uh, 16 year old Christian boy who uh, meets a infamous serial killer from his town and like he goes under his wing. Dahmer. No. Oh. Let me re- reread it. I don't think I got the description right. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of apt people. A picture-perfect family is torn apart after Tyler finds a cache of disturbing images in his father's possession. He begins to suspect that the man he trusts most in the world may be responsible for the murder of 13 girls 10 years prior. And it may or may not be, like, the twist that he... I don't know. what I, I might have just revealed the twist or pulled that out of my ass. So, funny thing, not planning on watching The Clovefish Killer anytime soon. It's based on BTK. You know who BTK is? Uh, ba- uh, bound Torture Kill? Bind, but yeah. So I'm sorry. I, I put it in the past tense. That's why I let you have it. Yeah, those, those I'm the, so sorry. Those are the three steps of his process. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is crazy, because I feel like that's the steps of most people's process. Yeah. it was Like, why is that special? There's oh, a, he's weird looking. Oh, yeah, no. he Dennis Rader, he's like really creepy looking, and there's a lot of information about him. He kind of like, looks like Stanley Tucci in The Lovely Bones. He does. That's right. Um, I hope The Lovely Bones is on here. And it's Silence also, of the Lambs. That's Gein. It is Gein. I, I do know that I, I do know the other movies that are game based, which again, it's not, you know, um, Hannibal that's based on him. It's Buffalo Bill because yeah. he's making like a skin suit. It puts the lotion in the basket. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. It. He calls it it. Yeah. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do my Borderlands. Borderlands? The video, Border, the video game? No, of course not. 2007. It has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. No, it does not. So I thought. How many reviews? I thought maybe you had heard of this. The first thing that comes up is the video game series. I know. What what year was it? 2018? 2017. 2017. 2007. <laughs> it's 2007. Sorry, I'm, I, I need to go to its Rotten Tomatoes to see how many... Okay. 3,000. So, eight reviews. <laughs> I'm just saying, has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not a great audience score, but 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Yeah, so that means that eight critics reviewed it yeah. and said, I guess. Uh, that means that eight critics reviewed it and went 100% would change nothing. Well, no, it's, it's, it's more... Um, Liked it? It's, it's either good, medium, or bad. Oh, okay. And so then they So they all it. said good. I guess. I'm sorry, it's just called Borderland. Yeah, you fucked that up. I fuck everything up. Can I get a synopsis? Yep. Uh, on a trip to a Mexican border town, three college friends stumble upon a human sacrifice cult. So is this still a serial killer or is it a cult? It's a serial killer. Okay. Well, leader of a religious cult. It's not Manson. No. It's, um, it's not. It's not. Jones? No. Oh, I do like him. He's fun. He, I know so much about that story. I know you do. I know that story. (laughs) That was, that was your obsession, I think, before Bundy? After. After? Bundy was my first one. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, You wouldn't. This is Adolfo de Jesus Constanzo. Constanzo? Yeah, a oh, drug lord and oh. leader of a religious cult that practiced human sacrifice. Oh, shit. They were yeah, called, that sounds about right. Called the Narco-Satanists. And they kidnapped and murdered the University of Texas junior Mark J. Kilroy in the spring of 1989. Oh, so that's like fully like a... That's fully... This, like retelling. Psycho? That's also a Gein. I'm sorry. But that one, I don't understand why they say it's mommy inspired issues, by Mommy issues, I think. I, Every guy I, I has disagree. mommy issues. I, look, I don't think I'm okay with literally anything. Um... <laughs> This was really just more of a thought experiment. Because uh, then I have House of a Thousand Corpses. And it's sequel, right? That's the first of the sequel? Yes. What is the sequel? Uh, um, fuck. Devil's Rejects yes. is the sequel. 
Oh, God. What kind of fucked up guy does Rob Zombie want to write a movie about? I mean, right? Do I know this one? Mm-hmm. A thousand? Who would have a thousand corpses? It's pretty well known. Dahmer? So. No. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. This is Gein again. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. This is another Ed Gein. Do you know other ones that are based on Ed Gein? The, the, the ones in the research I saw were Psycho, Psycho. and Silence, which is crazy. Because again, I don't think Psycho really has anything to do with Barely. it. Barely. So this is my thing. This is why I like to talk about Ed Gein. Because Ed Gein has become... More than what he was. More than what he was. Ed Gein has become like the symbol of horror movies. Like People mm. are like, man, this guy gave American media so much. And I'm like, I don't know that that's how we should phrase it. I don't it. think we should be praising him and be like, thanks, Ed Gein. I don't Gein. know that getting a uh, fucking... Texas Chainsaw Massacre was worth everything. And again, I don't think that oh, Hitchcock was like... Anyway, that's my minigame. You did good. Thank you. I'm literally looking at the development of Psycho. That feels like it's a... Oh, it was, based on a, it was based on a novel. Loosely inspired by the case of convicted Wisconsin murderer and grave robber Ed Gein. I just don't... Anyway, we're going to head off to Wisconsin. Okay, so this says that Gein and Norman Bates were solitary murderers in isolated rural locations. Barely. Which- I know. Each had deceased domineering mothers, had sealed off a room in their home as a shrine to them. So it is mo- it's mommy issues. It's mommy issues. Ed Gein dressed in women's clothing? Uh, so I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> if you were to imagine what Ed Gein looks like, what would you picture? Do you know what he looks like? I don't. I'm kind of picturing, again, I'm kind of picturing Stanley Tucci and the Lovely Bones. If I were to tell you that he looks like a fucking Sesame Street puppeteer, how would you feel? <laughs> Uh, and I, so I know the story pretty well, but I did watch a documentary to kind of like refresh my memory. Of course you did. Uh, big fan of the documentary I watched is because it's a very dramatic British narrator. <laughs> and the guy who they had played Ed Gein wore this hat the whole time. <laughs> uh, so we're going to head off to uh, Wisconsin. We're in 1906, uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. La Crosse? La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay. There's no space between the Wisconsin, but there's a space between the La and the Crosse. Uh, we have the birth of first uh, Henry Gein and then his younger brother, Edward Gein. And they are born to two parents who I think have the worst possible names to have the last name Gein. Sheen Gein <laughs> and Dean Gein. It's Augusta Gein <laughs> and George Gein. I don't know. I think Dean Gein would have been <laughs> a lot better. I know she married into it, but Augusta Gein sounds horrible. <laughs> Uh, so Augusta was a very religious woman, pretty domineering. They note here that it was Lutheran. I don't know that what she was doing was Lutheran. Uh, and she basically uh, preached to her sons that women were evil, their sin, sex was sin, you know, the classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, all women are naturally promiscuous and instruments of the devil. Mm. Uh, and she felt that La Crosse was too big of a city and would corrupt her boys. You know, big city, La Crosse, Wisconsin, the biggest city in the world. Uh, so she decided to move them from there to Plainfield, Wisconsin, which was smaller. Uh, the documentary I saw said that the uh, population of Plainfield, Wisconsin could fit into a, a New York apartment. <laughs> so they moved there. They got a farm uh, and... They, they were living in that farm, doing farm work. Okay. Uh, so his dad was, it varies reports on his dad. Uh, some of them are that he was so, he was just a complete drunkard and like useless. And like the whole family, like really would just abuse him for it. Mm-hmm. But other people say that he also was just like getting up and beating the shit out of people. So I'm unclear about what he was up to, but he dies. He has a heart attack and he dies. Leaving uh, just George 
Ed and Augusta Gein. Augusta Gein. Around that time, uh, Ed Gein would leave the house only to go to school and then come back. He was actually a very prolific reader. He really enjoyed reading and was really good at it. So he... Congrats. I know, right? He did pretty well in school. Uh, <laughs> Ed Gein was reported as being shy, and classmates and teachers remembered him as having strange mannerisms, such as seemingly random laughter, as if he was laughing at his own personal jokes. That's I kind of do that. That's you. I find myself hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but they were generally considered, like, good guys. They were, right. like, just, like, good farm boys. They weren't, boys. like, damn, that kid's gonna kill people. No, they were, like, good farm boys, and, like, they they were, uh, they helped around the town. They were just, like... Just like my good old boy Leatherface. Yeah, exactly. He's just a good old boy. And then uh, Augusta took them out of school. So mm. then Ed Gein was only on the farm with his mother, his brother, and the farm work to do. And she would preach, basically, like, every night about the Old Testament, and the Book of Revelation, which is never good if those no. are your two books. So while doing that, uh, oh, Ed, Ed Gein also really liked babysitting, and he would babysit for his neighbors all the time. Oh. Henry began dating a divorced mother of two and planned to move in with her. And you can imagine Augusta did not like Yeah, this. she went, women are evil. Uh, but he was worried about uh, kind of the relationship between his brother and his mother. He was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peace out of here. This doesn't feel like a good place for me to be. Uh, unfortunately, there was a fire uh, that got out of control, and Henry was reported missing after the bush, the marsh fire, uh, and they were eventually able to find him face down and dead. Oh. Yeah. Unfortunate. So that's two immediate deaths in the family, and it's just now Augusta and, and Ed. Oh. And apparently she was never able to really get over Henry's death. So even though she was pissed at him, she was <laughs> upset. She had a stroke. Jesus. And then had a stroke. So she was like, oh, I've had a stroke. And so Ed Gein would kind of nurse her back to health. Apparently he would like lay in bed with her and like stroke her hair. I don't know how the fuck they know that. <laughs> but then she had, uh, she got better, but then had another stroke and this one proved fatal and she died. Oof. So now it's just Now it's Eddie just, just Eddie Gein. Here's just a random story. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Gein, Augusta witnessed Smith beating a dog. A woman inside the Smith home came outside and yelled for him to stop, but Smith beat the dog to death. Augusta was extremely upset by the scene. However, what bothered her did not appear to be the brutality towards the dog, but rather the presence of the woman. <laughs> Augusta, you, you have some internalized misogyny that we've got to figure she, she out. She was angry because that woman was not married to the, the dog beater, uh, and she called her Smith's harlot. Uh, so I want to be called that. <laughs> and, uh, I want to be called a harlot. At, on December 29th, 1945, became the only surviving member of the Gein family. On the morning of November 16th, 1957, so we are now uh, 12 years after Augusta's death, Mm -hmm. there was uh, this hardware store, Warden's Hardware Store, uh, which was owned by Bernice Warden and her husband. Okay. Uh, On November 16th, it was the beginning of hunting season. So all of the men in town, all, I guess, five of them, (laughs) uh, were out hunting. And so Ed knew this because they were all gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't invite him, I guess. So he went over to Warden's Hardware Store. He had been kind of hitting on this mom for a while, uh, and she was, like, not into it. And he'd been developing kind of an obsession with her. So he shows up, uh, and he buys something from her, and then he asks to see a gun in her window. And when she goes to pull it out and show it to him, she is shot in the back of the head. He shoots her in the back of the head, to be clear. It, wasn't, it was him. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> and so when her son came home from hunting, he came to the store and couldn't find his mom. And then he looked down and saw just a trail of blood and Cute. immediately went, it was probably Ed Gein. 
He, he was obs- the one guy that wasn't invited. He's been obsessed with my mom, and he was not out there hunting. Yeah, he was allegedly supposed to show up uh, that day anyway, because he was getting a gallon of antifreeze, and she had to pour that out for him. So her son already knew that he was going to be there and obsessed with his mom. Mm. So at that same day, uh, Gein was arrested at a West Plainfield grocery store, and the Washera County Sheriff's Office uh, searched the farm to look for her. They showed up, and they were like, I wonder where she is, looking around. No one's really been in this house because it's his, like, creepy little house. Yeah. So they go in and they see what appears to be, like, a deer kind of hanging up and it's gutted. And they're like, oh, that's weird. Uh, And then they look closer and it is the body of Bernice Warden. She's been decapitated and cut from sternum to the bottom of her body. Uh, She is by her feet, hanging by her feet, uh, upside down, uh, dressed out like a deer. Yeah. They determined she had been shot with a 22 caliber rifle and that the mutations were made... Mutations. The mutilations were made after her death. I do have a picture of this. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> you were you were quick on that one. I'm intrigued. Well, because I'm, I'm more trying to figure to out... To picture it? Yeah. It's one of those interesting ones, too, where it's... um. I think there's a level of, like, horror or, like, um gore that you're... You know how people always think that there's a mannequin when they find a dead body? Yes. I think your brain kind of, like, once it gets to a certain level... You're of, like, oh, that's not real. Yeah. It, it, like, it, it detaches from reality. So just what was the point of, of slashing like that? I wanted to get to her insides, probably. Okay. I think... <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Um, sure. So that's what they found. Uh, and they went, oh, that's that's um, upsetting. Uh, apparently, they immediately left the house and vomited. Yeah, you know what? Contaminating the crime scene. <laughs> Not that it mattered, because it was the early fucking 50s, but it was the late 50s. Yeah, you, they didn't have DNA testing. But still, they left, and they just puked, and then they went back in. And they began looking around this house. And searching the house, authorities found... Uh, whole human bones and fragments of human bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A waste basket made of human skin. Okay. Uh, human skin covering several chair sh- chair seats. I oh. have a picture of that. It just looks like a chair. <laughs> like it's just an upholstered chair. He's mean, actually quite good at upholstery. I mean, uh, like there's a level also with this where it's like, how much does leather look different than human skin? Right. Uh, skulls on his bedposts. Female skulls, some with the top sawn off. People said that he used it as, like, drink cups, but I don't know if that's <laughs> Jesus true. Jesus Christ. Uh, a corset made from a female torso skinned from shoulders to waist. Leggings made from human leg skin. Masks made from the skin of female heads. Uh, he found They found Bernice Warden's head in a burlap sack and her heart in a plastic bag in front of the stove. So he wanted to get to her heart, apparently. Um, if you've ever wondered what the plural of vulva is, it's vulvae. They found nine, no, Latin. N- nine vulva, vulvae in a shoebox. Okay. Uh, a young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years Aww. old. I don't know if that's included in the nine vulvae or if that's separate. <laughs> a belt made from human nipples. Mm. Nipple belt. Four noses. Loose? Well, so here's the thing. This just is four <laughs> Simply noses. Simply loose? This just is four noses. I have, however... Heard that they were in a jar, meaning that our flag means death is canonically inspired by Ed Gein. <laughs> canonically, oh yeah, you have to put him somewhere. It's a nose jar. <sighs> Lovely coffee. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a pair of lips on a human, uh, not a human. A pa- <laughs> yeah, that's where there was usually <laughs> a pair. Of, a pair of human lips on the drawstring of a window, like his curtains. <laughs> so there were just lips on there. <laughs> a lampshade made from the skin of a human face. Uh, and then fingernails from female fingers. I'm impressed that this isn't like a Horror Nights 
haunted house I wonder yet. if they're like, it's in bad taste. I think it is. However, if you look, you can look, uh, uh, people, may, there's entire businesses made of Ed Gein inspired furniture. There's like a lamp that comes up if you look up Ed Gein, like lamp. And the jury's out on it. It's not real, apparently, but it, it is cited often as being real. But uh, basically, the photos of the stuff that was in there was were all destroyed. It was deemed too like hor- horrific for the human, uh, for the the general population. Oh, I really don't like the amount of right Ed Gein stuff on Etsy. Uh, what I also found uh, was a oh, you guys are gross. A face mask meaning the cut-off face mm-hmm. of a woman, uh, and a skull of a woman named Mary Hogan, who had gone missing previously. These artifacts were all photographed and then basically disposed of. They were like, this they went, these are gross. They went, the shit's gotta go. Uh, I think I have like some of the stuff that he had, but it's really like barely. Here's a skull. That's what skulls look like. It's, I think, a scalp. Yeah. That's just a face. On. Um. <laughs> Looks like it's just like in the process. <laughs> Looks like he's just working on it. Um, here's the, this one. I think is pretty uh, legitimate. There's you see the little fork and spoon made of human bones. Oh yeah, he made gloves of hand skin, which I believe is called degloving when you take all of the skin off of your hand. Uh, and so he regloved the degloves. Yeah. Uh, and then like there's like art of what people think the nipple belt looked like. <laughs> nipple belt. Nipple belt. I don't belt. know that that's accurate. Nipple belt. I'm just saying that that's what they had. Uh, and there were other things in the house. Basically, he, like, fucked around and found out. Um, and so, I, I know you're probably going to get to this. These were just all, he just robbed graves for all these? So, we know that he killed Bernice Warden. Right. And we have the head of Mary Hogan, where we're kind of stuck stuck on that one. Well, we have a lot of heads. We haven't, we haven't, well, notice how one of them's named. <laughs> so... Mary, uh, Mary Hogan was a tavern owner, uh, and Gein said that he uh, shot and killed her uh, in 1954. She had been missing since 1954, uh, but later said he did not remember the events. Unfortunately, they found her head and face in your house, so I don't think you're going to get out of that one. I've also seen some stuff. It's like there's going to be a lot of speculation about this. Uh, I can definitely confirm that those are two people. Uh, that he killed. <laughs> Those sure are two people. There are two people. Uh, there are discussions, possibly, about there being girls who went missing in, like, a town over, and they're like, maybe those girls are the uh, owners of the Volve Aww. that they found. So there's, there's like, discussion oh around it, um, but it's unclear. Would you prefer I say source? One question, he told them that over the course of five years, he made uh, as many as 40 nocturnal visits to three local graveyards to exhume recently buried bodies... There was the, the documentary I watched. They interviewed a guy whose job was to just mow the graveyards. He's like, yeah, we saw him all the time. Uh, about 30 of these visits, he said he returned empty-handed. On the other occasions, he would dig up the graves of recently buried middle-aged women he felt resembled his mother, uh, take their bodies home, and tan their skins to make his paraphernalia, is what Wikipedia calls it. He admitted to stealing uh, from nine graves and led investigators to their locations. These were all buried about two feet beneath the ground, so they were pretty easy, I guess, for him to get to. <laughs> two of the exhumed graves were found empty. One had a crowbar in place of the body. <laughs> he went, they'll never guess. That's just kind of silly. And most of the body was gone from the third grave. Uh, but notably, he had returned rings and valuables to, their, to the graves. So he just wanted the skin. Uh, so 
they felt pretty confident that he was pretty largely corroborated there. So soon after his mother's death, he began to create a woman suit so that he could be his mother. Okay. To literally crawl into her skin is the quote listed here. He didn't dress in female clothes, per se. He dressed, <laughs> he dressed, he dressed in, in female, female skin. Uh, and he would put it on and r- walk around his house at night and like so honestly, talk like his mom. Buffalo Bill might be the closest, because that's what Buffalo Bill does. Cause, I mean, and look, I don't think we're ever going to do Silence of the Lambs because that's that's a conversation on transness that like we are just not yeah. qualified to have. But that's kind of like like Buffalo Bill is making a woman suit that it, so that he can feel like a woman. Yeah, so that's what he like put it on and walk around and pretend he was. Uh, be like, eh, eh, eh. I'm a ghost of Keaton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at night I can't imagine like look. Eh, eh, eh. I'm Augusta Keaton. What is the neighbor doing? It's <laughs> like, oh my god. Oh shit, that's Augusta. Is that, I thought she died. He did notably, you can cut this out if you want to cut this out, uh, denied having sex with any of the bodies. He said they smelled too bad. So he had some- Glad he has boundaries. He has some kind of boundary there. Uh, good for him, I guess. Um, he went, I'm not like that Dahmer fucker. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I like to imagine that all serial killers are like in a secret competition. and be like, no, I'm not like that guy. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Apparently, uh, the issue, though, is that during questioning, the sheriff uh, reportedly assaulted Gein by banging his head and face into a brick wall repeatedly. There. I would, too. Uh, And he actually later died uh, from a heart attack due to the trauma of going into the house. I don't blame him. This is an interesting situation because... um, Oh, also, they were going to sell his house, but it was set on fire. (laughs) Which honestly, also good. I think it's 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 suspected the town smoke, but no, we're good and just set the whole thing on fire. So that's why there's really not uh, any evidence left right. of stuff that happened uh, because it was photographed. Those photos are inadmissible. Uh, they will not really be released to the public and they disposed of everything. And then anything that was left was burned. But they sent him to trial with the insanity plea. And this is an interesting one with Ed Gein. Because I don't, I don't almost ever sympathize with killers. Like, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I don't think he had a chance. In trial? No, like, in life. Oh. Like, I think he was fucked. Right. To begin with. Right. I don't, I think that had he give, been given a normal upbringing, he right. wouldn't have turned out this way. He definitely wouldn't have had such mommy issues. But also, it's like... And he, I, I feel like if his mom were more normal, he wouldn't have felt the need to crawl into her skin. Maybe. But maybe he's just like that. <laughs> So Ed Gein's an interesting one where he is one of the few serial killers where I'm kind of like, I think I could buy that he's just fucking crazy. Right. It still should be arrested. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm not, I'm not did saying... He get, did he get death? I'm not saying he should be free. Uh, he was tried for only one murder, that of right. Mrs. Warden, uh, but he admitted to killing Mary Hogan. There's also apparently a baby, a 15-year-old babysitter that went missing uh, that they're, like, considering him for. He's... <laughs> He's, he's up for the role. Yeah, he, he, his trial was held without a jury. Smart. He was found guilty and then also ruled not guilty by reason of insanity. Uh, so he spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital. Mm. People think it's a lot easier to like fake insanity in court than it is. It's actually really difficult to do that. Right. People are like, I'll just go and be like, I don't know. It's me, Mario. And then they'll let me go. Yeah. And then and, <laughs> and then the judge will be like, oh my God, Chris Pratt, I love your work. <laughs> the judge went, wait, wait, wait. We got to get this guy in for an audition. <laughs> But he is one where I genuinely am like, maybe he might have been just fucking crazy. Right. Which is a bummer. 
But like, I don't like Ted Bundy can go fuck himself. You know how I feel about Ted Bundy. Well, yeah, it's it's, a, it's that line of sociopath and psychopath, and right. like you know what's it's nature versus nurture. Yeah, and I think that there's enough uh, like chaos to it to kind of make it feel crazy. Like the fact what that about he, the nipple belt feels chaotic? The fact that he would. Ret- <laughs> They also knew they were female nipples. I don't know how. I don't know how you can tell. I'm sure there's a way. And how can they tell fingernails? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they might have guessed. This is before... Testing. Testing was available. But the the fact that he returned things to people and Mm -hmm. the fact that his murders were very short and quick and sweet and then just immediately doing like the creepiest fucking shit I've ever seen. But also the idea that he's living in this kind of... Like this house of just fucking chaos... Makes me feel like Would something... Would you say that he was living in, in a house, house of a thousand, thousand corpses? corpses? No. 40. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> I don't... I rounded up yeah. to the nearest just... thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You did do that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Rounded up to the nearest thousand. House of a thousand corpses, for sure. It just seems like he uh, didn't have a shot. Right. Which is why I don't like how much horror is based off of him. Because it's like, I think, uh, uh, not a glamorization, but kind of a glamorization of like what he did and who he was that I don't think is appropriate. I kind of think the story of Ed Gein is an incredibly mentally ill man mm-hmm. doing incredibly mentally ill things. Yeah, I would say so. I would say these are credi- very mentally ill things. Yeah, so... These are not normal things to do. Well, and then I guess I, I think it's also interesting because it's like, at this point, was grave robbing a crime? Yes. Okay. So I do believe at this point grave robbing was considered a well, crime. Because I, I think that's why this one is so interesting because he did only kill two people. It feels like he would have killed... Like two people is a lot. But it two people is a lot, but like, it's not technically serial killer. I, do, I was about to look that up. And again, I want it to be clear. We don't condone any of these no. actions. But I think comparing him in like the zeitgeist of Dahmer or BTK or... Bundy. Bundy. It's interesting because... Three. What he's, so technically what not. he's known for is not murder. Like, yeah, he, he killed those two people. But, like, right. the gross stuff was stealing from graves and then just, like, making some furniture. If anything, he was crafty. God <laughs> forbid women have hobbies. No! <laughs> uh, I have the, the thing. And he may have killed more, obviously. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the fucking... Um, Definition of serial killer? I'm looking at... There's, like, a whole FBI press release. And they're like, myths, myths about it. And they really put myth. Serial killers were all white males. And then put just a list of like, of color serial killers. And I'm like, there's only five there. <laughs> the definition of serial murder. Sorry, you can keep talking while no, I No, you this. go ahead. So generally, mass murder is described as a number of murders, four or more, occurring in the same incident. Mm-hmm. They have attempted to formalize a definition of serial killing. And the currently accepted definition of a serial killer is... A series of three or more killings, not less than one of which, so at least one, was committed uh, within the United States, uh, having common characteristics such as to suggest the reasonable possibility that the crimes were committed by the same actor or actors. So essentially they're saying, um, God, what did they fucking call it in Criminal Minds? Not a trademark. What do they fucking call? I have never watched Criminal Minds and you know that. (laughs) Uh, If I look up unsub, I'll find it. So really, Leatherface, at least in the terms of this movie, is just a mass murderer. Yes. He's, Unless he's... we believe that this has happened before. Right. Which we don't necessarily know that. Although I will... Um, no, because it opens... So this is, I guess, the other tie to Gein that like ties Leatherface to him. Is we don't know for sure that the desecrated grave sites... Because like, the movie opens 
with a bunch of grave sites have been desecrated. The bodies were dug up and arranged into sculptures. And that's why Sally and Franklin are like, that's the graveyard where our grandpa is. We have to go make sure that's not him. Oh my God. That's, 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 that's the impetus. So I guess, I don't know if we ever confirmed that that's Leatherface, but assuming that that is him that's doing that, I guess that's another tie to Gein. Signature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be a more. No, I got, like, that's my point. I was like, I was like, I know the fucking word and it's, I'm so close, but I'm not quite there. But yeah. Literally the entire plot of the movie is I'm being like, we have to go make, like, somebody is making these, is robbing grapes and turning them into sculptures. We got to go make sure that wasn't grandpa. I think, I think what it is, is that there is, I think, a uh, sexualization of Gein in a lot of these in that he's killing, like, young, sexy people. Well, who... that's every slasher. No, I know, but... It really was like a creepy old guy doing creepy old things. Like it just feels like, oh, and it just feels sadder. Like it doesn't doesn't feel like, ooh, sick. Like in the way Leatherface is. Like it just feels like kind of a bummer to think about this dude just like sitting alone in his house. Well, if you ask me, I also think Leatherface is just a kind of a bummer. (laughs) Fair. I think he's also just a mentally ill guy doing mentally ill things. He's doing what his dad's telling him to do. Yeah. He has to, he has to provide for his family. Distinctly, I think that's a big... Leatherface has a family. Yeah. Ed Gein does not. That's fair. Leatherface is the mother of the family. Oh, also they uh, investigated uh, Henry Gein's death and he was found with bruising and looked like he had been dead for a long time. So it's suspected that Ed Gein may have killed his brother, uh, which well, would make him a serial killer if that's that the case. But as is defined, he's technically only been tried for one murder. Right. And then just admitted to a second. Yeah. Because he was just like, I'm already here. Yeah. But they were like, we can't really prove it. I'm like, again, head and face. Again, admission by him. (laughs) You know what, though? I guess that's not, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad way to get out of it if he hadn't been caught red-handed killing that other lady to be like, oh, I don't know. I just find bodies and do shit. I don't know who this lady is. crafty. How would I have known she was missing? I just grabbed a fucking body. Yeah. That's why I was curious if like, if he hadn't, very clearly killed those people, would he still have been tried? Like if Grave probably was... Probably not. Yeah. He, he probably would have been killed by the town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's still like, you shouldn't be doing that to dead bodies. Like that still is like grave... a moral crime. <laughs> grave robbing isn't a misdemeanor, but like I think it's kind of in that category of like, they tend to try you for grave robbing with other stuff. Right. As opposed to just the grave robbing. I mean, isn't there a crime that's like... Desecration of a corpse. Desecration of a corpse? Yes. So, okay. So he, like they didn't he bother. Probably, he probably It sounds that. like they didn't bother. <laughs> it, it was a given. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, regardless of what happens, we know he did that. Yeah, exactly. So, whereas Leatherface, he's just making a nice face. Well, Gein has several. Leatherface so has I'll, several. I'll give them that. I'll give them the fact that Leatherface wears a human face. He does. And that's pretty accurate to what Gein did. He yeah. put on a human body outfit and walked around his and house. And I think there's there's something to be said about... Outside. Keep that shit inside. About leather... <laughs> He's if going you're on gonna, walks. If you're gonna fucking... Like, don't walk around your house. Like, walk in your house. Don't go outside. I don't want to be a part of that. It's interesting to talk about Leatherface because there's so many, you know... There's so many movies that give him different lore. Yeah. And if we're talking just about this one, he still is wearing like the apron. He still is kind of like the matron of the household in a way. Like there's some gender stuff there. Yeah. And I think this one, I don't know if it's as clear in this one how like mentally handicapped he is. Right. That's definitely something that they... The Texas Chainsaw Canon is like one of the more fucked up canons, right? You have a thing in your eyelash. I'm ignoring your stupid face smiling at me like that. You have an eyelash thing. It's time for my mini game. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Um, you might want to take notes. Okay. <laughs> I'm correct. 
I'm going to make you make timelines. Ah! I'm going to read out all of the Texas Chainsaw movies. I'm not going to read them in order of release. I'm just going to give you the titles, and I want you to tell me... If I tell you there are four timelines, will that help? Kind of. <laughs> so I'm just going to... I mean, li- absent of any other information, I don't know. But perhaps when I get more stuff, I'll say, ah, yes, four timelines. Helpful. Okay, there are... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine movies mm-hmm. so i'm gonna read those out to you includes the most recent one that you fucking hate yeah okay. i don't like any of the ones that aren't the original <laughs> so you have texas chainsaw 1974 and this is sorry let me read the full title because that's important the texas chain saw massacre oh, in the title of this movie words? chain and saw are two words though <laughs> no, though no, that's how they got around the censors <laughs> okay i guess i'll just do the then the texas chainsaw massacre too okay Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Okay. Are these all still chainsaw, two different words? No. It's just that first one that fucked up. Okay. And I think that was a mistake. Um, Then you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, colon, The Next Generation. Okay. All right. Then you have The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but chainsaw is one word. Okay. Oh, how do I, like, do this? (laughs) I guess I'll... Okay. And then you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, no the... Oh, fuck. There's those in all of these? I have to change my abbreviations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. There's, there's a Texas chainsaw. <laughs> all right. Um, I, I'm, already, I'm already stuck. Okay, yeah. continue. All there's right. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre colon the beginning. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then Leatherface. Is my, is, my, is my timeline thing supposed to look fucked up? It's, it's gonna. Is that in the order of release? No. It's not. Huh. Can I ask any questions? Yeah, sure. Are you able to tell me which ones he's alive in? Leatherface? Yeah. Isn't he alive in all of them? I don't know. I think he's alive in all of them. Okay, that does not help me then. Which uh, Texas Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw, or the Texas Chainsaw, which one came out prior to Leatherface? The most recently prior. <laughs> I'm sorry? Which, which one of these is the most recent is, Chainsaw? Is the 2022 one? Is that Leatherface? So are you asking what, what the most recent movie is? Yes. That is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, no the. Okay. And then I'm also asking. Okay. What is Leatherface comes where in the three that you gave me in release date? Three meaning? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Leatherface is in between the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Interesting. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 2003. Uh-huh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 2022. Mm-hmm. And Leatherface came out in 2017. This looks really weird. <laughs> I just wanted you to see how weird this looks. Yeah. Okay, cool. So my thing right now looks like just a series of triangles. Yeah. But uh, so what I have here, I shouldn't, I put the Texas Chain Chain saw massacre mm-hmm. as like my starting point and that really i think fucked me with why it looks so weird i think the issue is that you're trying to make it one timeline i'm not okay i'm sorry what about this looks like one timeline <laughs> uh so as far as i don't even think i have oh maybe i do have four i don't think so um one timeline that i have okay. can i read it by timeline yeah so i have one timeline that is just texas chainsaw massacre incorrect damn it i guess i'll move that then <laughs> My goal is to get at least one of these correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of these timelines are just one movie. I will, I will give you that. Okay, cool. Uh, does Leatherface go into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Is it a prequel? 
to that. To I have leather face. See, this is this is difficult. I know on multiple fronts. I have leather face going Te- yes. into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, is it a sequel? Leatherface is a prequel, but not to, to that one. Fuck me. But right. not to the 2003 Texas. So Chainsaw I'm going to put it as a prequel to the original. Correct. Cool. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> um, Dude, this this is uh, Texas Chainsaw is worse than Halloween. Yeah, like this one I, I recall being fucked. Um, and this doesn't, I don't think, even take into consideration the changing of the names of the family. Yeah. That just doesn't even consider that. So I'll read just, I guess I'll just read the timelines I have. Okay. First one, first timeline that I have. Okay. Goes, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. Okay. Into Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. What? I feel like that one might be a prequel. What? Wait. (laughs) Is it it not a prequel? Into 3? Into 3. Not a prequel? No, Chainsaw Massacre 3 is not a prequel. Damn it. I was hoping it was. Why would it be called 3? Because that's the exact kind of shit they would do. (laughs) Okay. So then I'll just put Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning into texas chainsaw massacre into two and then three into texas chainsaw massacre (laughs) into the circle (laughs) okay okay oh and there's texas chainsaw yes okay (laughs) correct so i have all right let's i don't even know how to do okay timeline (laughs) the fuck I think just make four timelines. I have that kind of. Okay, then just tell me what those four timelines are, and they'll be incorrect, and then I'll tell you what the four timelines are. Timeline one. Okay. Texas Chainsaw into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Into Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. It's timeline number two. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Okay. Into... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Into Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Mm-hmm. Into 3. Mm-hmm. Into... Oh, I fucked up. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Okay. Um, do I want to put a the there? I'll put a the there. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they're different. Okay. Um, Interesting. Leatherface. Okay, this in, is your third timeline. Yeah, into the Texas... Chainsaw. Oh, I don't want them all connected to that one. <laughs> oh, well. Leatherface into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Into two, into three. And then the final one would be Texas Chainsaw into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre into Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation. <laughs> like Degrassi. And those are my timelines. <laughs> hundred percent one incorrect. of them one of them was kind of close okay um but all of them are incorrect i figured okay so these these each have titles of their timeline so the first we have the original timeline okay that starts with the texas chink saw massacre <laughs> helpful right okay and then that goes into the texas chainsaw massacre 2 okay then that goes into leatherface the texas chainsaw massacre 3 okay and that's, that's different than leatherface yes right? okay they just, they just added a, a, a subheading. Yeah. That was when they were like, we got to put a colon in every movie. And then that goes into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Okay. All right. So that one I was close on. Yeah. That one's like pretty standard. Now, within those four, I do think they changed the name of the family. Who cares? Like five times, which is crazy because there's only four we're movies. We're going timeline. 
Then we have the, okay, so basically that was 1974, 1986, 1990, 1995. Those were the first four movies released. It's the Earth 667 version. And then in 2003, do I go by release date or Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I know. So then in 2003, they released The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a remake. Mm -hmm. And then the prequel to that one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Oh, I just fully didn't include, oh no, I did, I did. You did. So that is called the remake timeline. Okay. And that's one timeline alone. And that's one timeline alone. It it is not tied to the original at all because it is a remake. I figured that that was coming in somewhere. Yeah. And then we have the reboot timeline. Okay. That starts with Leatherface. Okay. 2017. All right. Which acts as a prequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Which is then followed by Texas Chainsaw, which came out in 2013. So in 2013, they released a direct sequel to the original and then made a prequel to that storyline and so that's the reboot timeline it really feels like if you're gonna do a prequel to something it should have less words in the original right <laughs> yeah, leatherface well no i was like okay so first we have to learn about the texas chainsaw and then we get to the massacre it invoked and then we have the legacy timeline okay which is texas chainsaw massacre 2022 is just a direct sequel to texas chainsaw uh 1974 I'm sorry, what? So the timeline goes Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Into Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Okay. And that's it? Those are the four timelines. I think I was close. <laughs> the, 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 the legacy timeline is important because I think the second, the third one, it says that Sally has died in a private healthcare facility. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they really, so they gave Sally the fate of Ed Gein. Therefore, they had to say that 2022 is, is a direct sequel to the original because it has Sally in it, even though the original actress had died. Now, off the top of your head. Yeah. Which list, of these are good? None of list them. All fi- <laughs> uh, can you tell me how many movies you can think of that parody that final scene? Because I know that it's a lot. <laughs> I don't really think so. Really? No. The jumping into the car and screaming while you go away? I mean, that's a couple of nuts to that. You name one. No, I asked you. I, I said I, off the top of your head. I literally cannot think of one because I don't. I'm looking it Think up. it does. <laughs> Respectfully, I don't think it does. Unless I can count Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Of course you can. Continue talking. I, well, <laughs> now now you're just saying things. It's interesting because only I think one. Obviously, the first movie did well at the box office, and then I think the reboot, the remake. Sorry, mm-hmm. the remake. Uh, in 2003 did very financially like yeah it was a 9.5 million dollar budget made 107 million dollars at the box office so that was the first one to actually be like financially successful which is crazy because that was like the fifth one they made (laughs) and so it it, like it 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 really makes you wonder uh why Um, why do they keep insanity is (laughs) doing the same thing over and over and expecting something to change i mean the the 2022 one was obviously trying to just like hop on the back of Halloween 2018 and it just failed so monstrously that it's almost funny. So X does end with a reference to the chainsaw. I don't think a girl driving away in a car is necessarily a reference to the... That's just a girl in a car. I'm saying that that's a, listed as a reference. <sighs> what does the end of chainsaw even look like? Oh my god. <laughs> don't yell at me. I'm not yelling. My voice is actually quite low. Yeah, so it eventually grossed more than $30 million in the United States and Canada, 14 million of that being in rentals. Oh my god. 
And initially, it was the twelfth highest grossing film released in t- 1974. Let's, we'll, you know, what, we'll 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 throw it, we'll throw it to the commenters. Let's leave it in the comments. We'll, we'll add a little poll, see if anyone can think of anything. It's not how polls work. Yeah, we can. Well, will it just be a yes or no? I swear to God, I didn't make this up. I, I, I just think you think iconic scenes get parodied, like, and I think I think that's the other thing is I think we live in a bubble of horror. Yeah, people outside of horror fans would not know the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, but people who make horror movies know about it. Right. I still don't think <laughs> that they're mimicking it. I'm pretty sure. So what I'll say is I'm pretty sure it counts. They count if a girl is driving away in a car, apparently. in the back of a car tends to be what people count. She's, no, Maxine is driving the car. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a truck? Maybe. Maybe it's that. I don't know. Look, I didn't write it. They did. <laughs> I mean, look, look, X is... Time said it, so... I mean, look, well, the entire movie is, is influenced. A, yeah. It's not... It can be influenced without being... I was going to say a nod. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Let me finish my sentence. No, your sentences hurt me. You thought I was going to say reference. I was going to say nod. Your sentences make me upset. <laughs> what would be the difference between a reference and a nod? A nod I is think you're more... you're of reference as, like, me saying remake. I think a nod is closer to an homage, where it is more thematic, honorific. it is more honorific, it is more invoking tone or style, whereas mm-hmm. a reference is closer to a direct recreation of something. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, where's love letter? No, I'm kidding. Lo- love letter is when you do it, but you call them the next day. <laughs> they stay for breakfast. Yeah. That's when you make them a cup of coffee. Aw. 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 And it all comes back to the beginning. The Texas Chainsaw. The new beginning. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> My favorite. I, I reference actually the Texas Chainsaw remake a lot. And I, I know, I'm, I'm talking about Texas Chainsaw as a whole because I refuse to ever cover another one of these movies on this podcast ever I would, again. I'd run out of stuff to talk about. I talked about my stuff. I talk about the Texas Chainsaw remake a lot when I reference people who look like they've seen an iPhone. Because that's a reference I make a lot of, yeah. of this actor can't be in a period piece. They look like they've seen, seen an, an iPhone. iPhone. And that's Jessica Biel in, in the Texas Chainsaw uh, remake. Yeah. Um, also uh, Dakota Johnson in the Persuasion movie that came out there. last year. Some people just look like they've seen even like dial-up internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I will always reference Jessica Biel. Like, she, she didn't exist in the 70s. I feel like Justice Smith kind of looks like he's seen an iPhone. Maybe. I think that it works in the D&D movie because there's, there's a level there's, of, there's no timeline. There's like, a there's, level of removal from the D&D movie too. Like it's like... Yeah, it, it's it's not it's not set in a real... Versus Reggie Jean Page looks like he has only existed. <laughs> Reggie Jean Page looks like he's never seen an iPhone. He's never... He, he has not seen electricity. <laughs> he, in his home, lights a candle. He looks like he writes all his letters by candlelight. <laughs> I tried to take some notes during the plot. Um... Not really. We also open on a decaying head because, again, they, you know, are desecrating these graves. So, like, no blood my ass. <laughs> That's fair. Like, I think, like, I'm not defending Toby Hooper's claim that this should have been PG. I want that to be very clear. We open on a decaying head. I don't know why everyone's like, oh, it's the blood that's the issue. I'm like, you don't need blood also, for something to be disturbing. Also, the gross. hitchhiker in the van just cuts open his palm and smears blood everywhere. Didn't just straight up tell me that they just cut the actress's <laughs> finger? And then Grandpa eats it. He drinks her blood. <laughs> she had to stick her finger in that dental mold. <laughs> that got me. I also wrote down a quote where the girl goes, hey, that guy smeared blood all over the van. <laughs> the 
there. Okay. Um, when they're when they're exploring the house, I think it's J- no, it's Kirk because Kirk and Pam are dating. I think um, Pam is also you know she's the most seventies girl you can think of. She's yeah. talking about horoscopes. She's just like me. She was the most comfortable. And you might not think this. She was the most comfortable in the cast because it was so hot. And she's the one in that fucking halter top that makes her look naked from she's behind. The and like, and then the short, short, shorts. Good for her. So like, she was very comfortable. She was like, y'all are all sweaty. Is this also the movie of this, the shot of just her butt? It's not just her butt. It's her walking towards the house. The, the movies that reference that are the other Texas Chainsaws. That's, yeah. I think, the thing is nobody references Texas Chainsaw. But the other Texas Chainsaws. More than the following Texas Chainsaws because they will always have that shot. They will always have the camera shutter noise. How old was she? I've seen her interview be like, eh, you know, I was really... She was really fine with it. She was like, I was horrified at first, but now that I'm older... She like, was 23. Nice to look at my own little, little ass. Well, and she has like this halter top. She's so pretty. That from the back, it looks like she's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. And she's still like wearing a halter top, but it's crazy. Halter tops always look like... I don't like halter tops. But everybody in this movie was an unknown. Nobody like was an actor. Yeah. They were just like... She was discovered by Toby Hooper. That discovered feels like a strong word. After seeing an article about her in the local newspaper. She was trying to be an actress and was at UT Austin. And then she gave up after this? Um, she did theater. Um, she goes to, so she, gave up. she goes to conventions as girl, as Pam, the girl on the meat hook. Cause she is, she is the one who's put on the meat hook. Not a bad life to live, <laughs> I guess. But when he, so I'm just, I'm just going to talk through this sequence. Cause it's one of the best sequences where, you know, Le- Kirk goes in, mm-hmm. Leatherface like hits him or whatever. And mm-hmm. then Pullsman does the little door slam. But I feel like we talk about the door slam a lot, uh-huh. but we don't talk a lot about when he's dragging Kirk in. That man is so twitchy <laughs> that he's like, it's just, ugh. Like, Isn't it because he who just <laughs> <laughs> you just you, you, her head popped up and, and then, then slowly, slowly lowered. Um, he's he's just he's just so shaky. It's because he's dying. And then the door slam isn't even as loud as I think people consider yeah. it to be. But I, I feel like people are always like, oh, that's like a very quiet death scene, and then it's just like you know punctuated by that door. But I don't know. His his limbs are shaky. The twitching to he me is, makes it worse. He's twitching a lot. Yeah, because he's like dying. Well, and he's not fully. Yeah, he's not fully dead yet. It's how um, you, like it's how when you go to sleep, you twitch. And he pulls him into his little meat room. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Is theirs is more cannibalism, less um, making a suit out of my mom's that's skin. That's the other thing I think is that Ed Gein, to our knowledge, did not right. cannibalize, right. and that's something that I think is attributed to him a lot. Right. Which is really more Dahmer, right? Yeah. Dahmer is um, more of a classic. And as far as necrophilia goes, yeah. Ted oh. Bundy. Um, God, no one wants to. They're like, oh, Zach Efron's hot. I'm like, he fucked dead bodies. So I don't know why we're all like, Ted Bundy's hot. Um, and then Pam goes to look for her boyfriend. Fucking pissing me off. And she fall. Don't you hate it, ladies? Don't you hate it when you're looking for your boyfriend? No, I don't know what you're talking about. And you fall in just a room full of bones. <laughs> she just like trips. Somehow for me, it feels like the beginning half of that sentence is more unlikely for me than she the latter. She just trips and, and the, the, the floor is just a thin layer of bone. I come from a hunting family. Blech. Um, And then Leatherface comes, like she tries to escape. He what? <laughs> I mean, probably. Gross. That's something that's explored. That's why it was rated X. That's something that's explored in the second one. Um, uh, is more of the the like s- sexual attraction to his mom. Not that not necessarily to his mom, but um. Yeah, it it, it feels like when it was hold on. Yeah, because it's in there one where it's like the girl kind of gets out of it by flirting with Leatherface. And when was Men, Women, and Chainsaws published? Okay, it wasn't published until 1992. But that's the one where he literally holds his chainsaw at crotch level. Like that one is much more um because 
Um, Carol J. Clover. I love your book. I have it on our shelf over there. I have it annotated. She wrote Men, Women, and Chainsaws. And like, uh-huh. that's where like the idea comes of like every slasher, their weapon is phallic in some way. Yeah. Like it's like that kind of thing. Texas Chainsaw 2 really leans into that. <laughs> Which is interesting. And uh, this is, again, a thing you can cut if you want to cut it, because I don't know. It's interesting to me that slashers go, weapons are phallic, mm-hmm. when in reality, sexual crimes have very little sexual tone to them. They're all about power and violence. Like, well, rape yeah, is about power. Right. Oh, and, and then that's a part of it. But in this case, power is about penis. Well, I mean, phallic doesn't just mean it's a penis. It, like... When something is phallic, it usually represents male dominance, male power. Like the drill in uh, Summer Party Massacre? Yeah. yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Everyone should read Men, Women, and Chainsaws. It's fantastic. Everyone should give me $5 so I can make this movie. No. Please, <laughs> Please don't. Please. Um, and I'll include Delaney's feet in it. Uh, oh my God. I'll, there will be so many grippers. Oh my God. Maybe you would love Tarantino. <laughs> oh my God. There can be so many grippers, guys. Damn, you really would get along with For Tarantino. For every $5, $5 donation, I will add I one cannot, more gripper. I cannot express how especially Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like so many shots are shot, you know, because it's Margaret Qualley and it's Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. And they're, they always just have their feet up in front of them and the camera is from here. It's so like you see them and you also just see their feet. What a sad story that is. Sharon Tate? Yeah. 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 <laughs> But also women who have to work with Quentin Tarantino. That too. Both. <laughs> and feet in general. Um, I like the progression you can see of when I we first introduced the concept. I'm so disgusted on the podcast of the term carpet grippers. And now you're the one. Now I've, I, I saw one YouTube short where he called them juicy grippers and I can't stop saying it because it's so upsetting. Anyway, what I was going to say is when Ew. is when Pam is trying to escape, Leatherface grabs her and he just picks her up so easily and she's just kind of floundering like in the air. And I literally went, I want to be picked up like that. I was going to say, that's like, oh yeah. You know. I, I wish I could be picked up like it's that. It's like how girls think it's hot if a guy <laughs> just pick her up. <laughs> like he's like, and she's just like flailing in the air. That'd be very nice. This also premiered, not premiered. It a was, can? It, it went to can. <laughs> it went to the director's Fortnite section of can. How did it get there? Because, so it came out. A bunch of people were like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. And then one guy went, actually, I think this is maybe good. And then it picked up steam. It's the guy who saw Borderland 2007 <laughs> who went, this is a great movie. Um, but the director's Fortnite section of Cannes is for like independent movies. It's not like the horror section of Cannes. Um, South by Southwest and Sundance both have like midnight movies, which are usually the horror movies. Director's Fortnite is just smaller movies that, you know, don't get as much recognition. Right. I saw one director's Fortnite movie while I was there. They don't get to be in like the big premiere spaces, but you know, they still get to premiere. So I thought that was fun. <laughs> it is fun. Congrats, it went to Cannes. Sorry, this movie was in France. <laughs> this movie was in Cannes, France. It should not have been allowed in there. <laughs> um, in San Francisco, cinema goers walked out of theaters in disgust. Um, and in February 1976, two theaters in Ottawa, Canada were advised by local police to withdraw the film lest they face morality charges. This is a, um, a good cinema nasty. Cinema nasty. Cinema nasty. It's oh, funny. sorry. Video nasty. I'm so sorry. Video. It's a video nasty. It's very tame in the world of that. Oh, yeah. Of course. I don't know that we would cover this is... anything more graphic, but like we will simply, we will, let me, let me. This came out also two years after Last House. Oh. So Last House on the left Last was house, house is considered just like, here, let me just, I'm going to, because I think we're like ready to kind of wrap yeah, up. Yeah. You know. I'm just going to throw this out here because we're about to kind of reference this in a minute, but you know, whatever. I, we will not be covering some movies. We will not do Human Centipede. We will not do Cannibal Holocaust. Any other movies you can think of that we're not going to fucking do? 
I would do human centipede, but We're I understand that you don't want to. We are not doing it. There is, because not only is there a lot of ass to mouth in that, there's a lot of anti-Asian hate in that for some reason. <laughs> so it's in addition to being like an absolute hatred towards women, it's also like... A hatred towards you specifically. It's just me watching one Asian guy and two women have a bad time. <laughs> and I'm good. Imagine watching that, but all three parts of the centipede are you. <laughs> We will not be doing Human Centipede 2 either or 3. Oh, Fuck 3 off. is the worst. 3 yeah. is absolutely the fucking worst. Human Centipede also pisses me off when they start going, ooh, we'll just get the pe- like, ooh, the movie exists, but also it's a centipede. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> absolutely not. We will not do the original Thanks Killing. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would say another one, but we've been kind of stuck. We're not going to do it next, though, but I just want to throw oh, this out here. Oh, should I to figure out what my next movie <laughs> Yeah, I'm just throwing out here. There are going to be some some movies weird. I'm going to add a little asterisk to our little our little uh, Kofi page. Starting now, there we reserve the right to not do movies. If we're not going to do it, we'll f- what message? Can you message people and be like, give us a different fucking movie? Can I? Sorry, can I ask a question? Can my next movie just be like a very? Can it, can its main purpose be a palate cleanser in between this and a movie that we unfortunately contractually have to do because of our Kofi account? Is it another Muppet movie? Um, it depends. Are you angry? <laughs> what, what, what? It was an observation. It was just an observation. What movie are we going to do next? I love how sorry we just skipped to that point, but you brought up Thanksgiving. No, we're going to go. Don't worry. I'll go back to the, the regular stuff, but no, yeah, no, well, well we're, we're doing things out of order. Out of order. I just think that, in, you know, this is kind of a heavy episode. Yeah. And then Thanksgiving three is going to be, we're going to do it. We're, we're not, not going to like it. it. <laughs> we're going to be drunk and talking about Thanks Killing 3. Yeah, respectfully, the same way that Thanks Killing 3 is barely a movie, we will be barely covering it. You're going to get your $5 worth, but no more than that. So I feel like there's if there's one thing we both know a lot about. It's not the Muppets. Treasure Island? It's the city of New York. Oh. Lost in New York? I think the Muppets got to take Manhattan, Manhattan, baby. I think the Muppets got to take Manhattan. That's so funny. <laughs> We're heading to Manhattan next month. We've got a. I was gonna say yeah, but we're <laughs> no, but we're not. I we cannot schedule releases anymore. No, I know. But I was gonna say we're gonna we're gonna have to. It'll be our primer before we get to Manhattan. And yeah, I get to walk around New York going that was in Muppets. That was in Muppets. There, there, the Muppets took that. Guys, the Muppets took that. It's a story of the Muppets taking thing. What year did it come out? Was it pre 9/11? 1984. <laughs> You have to cut out the 9-11 joke I just made, but it was No, I'm joke. not going to. No, you have to. I don't. What? No. Wait, I, it's something we're going to have to talk about. Yeah, but I don't want to. It's half of the Final Destination episode. We can discuss it. We can discuss it. You know, I don't want it to be discussed in a way of me making fun of the Muppets doing 9-11. Too bad. No. <laughs> don't be slandering me by including things I said. <laughs> I think before we watch Thanksgiving 3, as the we are contractually obligated to puppetry? do. We have to remind ourselves that puppetry can be an art form that gives back to society. So that's our, that's those will be our next two episodes. We'll be we'll be not ruining Muppet Takes Manhattan. We'll be talking about it. We'll be talking about Manhattan, and then again, I don't think we can ruin Thanksgiving three because I think Thanksgiving three. Yeah, it's just the third Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> the third Thanksgiving. They were a little had a little less corn, but <laughs> I don't think you can ruin Thanksgiving three. I don't think you can ruin something that's already an abomination to society. I, I do I do like that. As we've done, we've done this podcast, and you know the whole the whole concept is that I ruin the movies. You keep bringing movies that I'm not allowed to ruin. You can try. You look. No, I don't. If you want to ruin Muppets, take my hand by saying they are, are here twenty years before nine eleven. 
see, that's not ruining it. That's just telling the truth. I mean, we can, we can, you know, but this is the third. How would this movie be different had it been filmed after 9-11? In addition to Midsommar, which I was not allowed to talk about, this is the third Muppet movie you've brought where I'm just like, I don't. You can ruin it. This is not a I don't. I don't space. think you'll be able to because they're perfect pieces of cinema. I know. I know. You can try. God, if you keep doing sequels, we're going to have to revisit Final Destination. You keep threatening me with that. And I just yeah. think that you should do it, pussy. <laughs> Um, that that got weirdly neggy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Delaney's gonna kill me or hit on me next, but uh, what'd you learn? <sighs> Women aren't allowed to have hobbies. <laughs> if you want to just dig up a few bodies, make a nipple belt. Apparently, that's not. Natalie has collapsed in her chair. <laughs> no. <laughs> Apparently, that's not good. I told you someone crocheted the nipple belt and sent it to my favorite murderer, right? No, you did not! I definitely did. One of my favorite stories. I'm surprised you haven't done that. No, I think it's gross. This is absolutely a weird thing. Like, I, I, I'm a very specific kind of true crime. Like, I don't find any joy in this. Like, this grosses me out. Like, the Ted Bundy stuff, I'm not like, oh, I love Ted Bundy. I just read, read so much. I was like, I need to understand this. <sighs> what did I learn? What did you learn? I learned that Quentin Tarantino loves grippers. Did you not know that? No. That's his main character trait. I thought his main character trait was like his weird editing. He can have multiple. The one thing that people dislike him for is his grippers. He does weird like graphic editing. Is that what I'm thinking of? I mean, Like very bold, very bold editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very stylized. Who, what other actor, not actor, director am I thinking of? Edgar Wright? No. (laughs) Um, No, who's like the really artsy director? Wes Anderson? Yes. Very, you got it. Very you, different. You got it immediately. Style. You got it immediately, though. You got it immediately. Well, because I had to think of what directors you would know. You got it immediately. I guess. Um. Yeah, I learned that apparently Quentin loves his grippers. Yeah, he does. Oh God, I don't understand. Not his grippers, female grippers. He loves I, I, like his as in like his a concept. He of it. like there's one movie I can't remember if it's Kill Bill or something or like he where it's just a close up of a foot for 15 seconds. Where like he hasn't like you know he has a girl put her foot in a guy's mouth for, as like part of like you know the scene and he had to cast an extra as the guy whose mouth it goes in and he cast himself. That feels illegal. Yeah, well, that's gross. He's not a great guy. He's from Knoxville. That explains everything. He was born in Oxford. You guys love grippers. We do. Delaney's I... always trying to get me to let her put a foot in her mouth. Not mine. In mine? Yeah. I mean, I can. Yeah. I can put my foot in my mouth. No, it can't be yours. Remember? Oh, damn That's it. not the Knoxville way. The Knoxville way is to pay a young girl money to put feet in your mouth, apparently. But <laughs> Where can we find you? <sighs> Next movie is about to take Manhattan. <laughs> you can find me taking Manhattan. <laughs> No, um, you can. I'm taking it. It's mine. Stop it. It's mine now. That might be a crime. It's unclear. <laughs> is it in a grave? As someone who has no idea what taking Manhattan means in the Muppets context, um, you can find me. Um, you can find me watching films that um, are an account of a tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives. They could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. Macabre. Shut up. Why Why is it specifically her brother? I don't know. It's More so funny. More specifically, Sally and her... I'm like, no, her brother kind of got a pretty similar a similar treatment <laughs> as the rest of them. Um, you can find the podcast on TikTok at Stop You Ruining It. You can find me on TikTok at Saved by the Dells, on Instagram at Delaney Sears. Uh, you can find our Kofi page and... 
buy us a coffee. We drink so much of it. We just did. Or, you know, you can request a movie. Again, asterisks. We do reserve the right to reject movies. <laughs> do we? Are can we you saying message that now? Them? Huh? Can you message people on Kofi? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just message them saying no. <laughs> but we one. will do Thanksgiving 3. We've no, I, I, said, to I said after. I said after. This is a moving forward. We um, did not have that asterisk. So legally, and we you can, have to do it. And you can find our Kofi at kofi.com slash Delaney Sears. Because I had <laughs> so neutral, such because, a neutral Kofi. Because I had, I had to. I, I know it I know, was connected I know. to my email. I know, I know. <sighs> this is. <laughs> I also have it there because someone gave me five dollars to say sorry you were dumped by Grant. So I have, yeah, I, I have to have them combined. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, don't go to Texas. No, or Wisconsin. And you know, Wisconsin Chainsaw Massacre just doesn't have the same. If you have chainsaw or massacre in your title, you're probably getting a PG reading. <laughs> yeah, fuck the word chain. <laughs> yeah, fuck the word chain. You want to have a movie called Daisy Chain? Too bad. Boo. Rated X. Bye. Bye. Bye.